Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Antonio Daniels, who is part of the Pelicans broadcasting team. He also is on Sirius XM NBA radio, an analyst throughout the league, and we certainly appreciate his time this afternoon here on Damon and Ratto. Antonio, thank you for joining us. How are you? Damon, Ray, how are you guys doing? Doing very well. Thank you so much, man. I uh, like when the Pelicans are on the schedule because you're you're always nice enough to give us a little portion of your day here. And Look, tell us about this team that has Brandon Ingram playing very good basketball, but the team around him is not playing very good basketball. Uh, tell us a little bit about Ingram's progress, if Zion will be seen again, and, and what kind of team is rolling into Chase Center tonight? Um, well, I think you have a, a, a team that's coming off a really good win. And as you know, um, young teams um, feed off both good and bad things. So when this team was going through uh, that 10 game losing streak when there was no Brandon Ingram, there was no Zion Williamson. Um, that really, uh, I felt like hit the confidence to this team. And right now they're in the process of trying to climb out of that. You know, having VI sidelined for two months, having Zion now sidelined for two months, uh, when you take your two best players out of the equation for any NBA basketball team, it's tough to win. For any team, it's tough to win. Uh, let alone one of them. So, this again, this is a really, really young team that has dealt with injuries throughout the course of the season. Because even today, right, there's no Zion Williamson, obviously. Jose Alvarado was sidelined, supposed to be reevaluated in three weeks. Larry Nance is sidelined for the next couple of weeks. Jonas Valanciunas, who is a, um, a yeoman who comes to work every day, missed the game against Portland and is questionable today. So, when you just look at how the injury bug has hit this team throughout the course of the season, think about this, guys, right? The starting five of C.J. McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas have played less than 10 games together with that starting lineup. That speaks to the way this season has gone as far as injuries are concerned. Um, with all those injuries, how surprised are you then that they're still sort of in the – in the playoff mix, and I grant you that this is a very unusual Western Conference le- uh, right. race this year, but you would have thought that with all the injuries that they've had and the very limited time that they've been able to put their best lineup on the floor, that being 31 and 32 seems like almost overachieving. 
And, and the crazy thing to think about is you're 31 and 32, and in the month of January, you had the, the toughest schedule in the league. The toughest schedule in the league. When you look at February, because there's context to everything. When you look at February, and you take February all the way up until next week, you only play at home almost for an entire calendar month. One time in the Smoothie King Center. And that was the game against Orlando. Right? So there's, there's context to everything along with having a 10-game losing streak in there. The team is deep. This is a very, very deep basketball team. But there's only so much that you can ask for. You know, when you have guys like Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy and Jose Alvarado and these guys, like, they have been really good, but they can't be Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, T.J. McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas. So I'm not surprised where this team is right now, sitting one game below 500 with all the circumstances and and different things that have happened this year. Because this is a really, really deep team, but it's also a really young team as well. Antonio Daniels, 13 years in the NBA, nearly 900 games played. Joining us here on Damon and Ratto, why is the West such a jumbled up puzzle this year, in your opinion, is this and, and, is it parody? Is it mediocrity? I mean, we used to ask this about the NFL. It's parody for me, and I love it. I'm here for it. I, I love the fact that you can go on a three or four game winning streak. Golden State Warriors going to three four game winning streak. They go from ninth to fifth, yeah, like that. You know that, but that's the way it goes. So basically, you know, you hear so many cliche statements throughout the course of the season that aren't true. You know, let's play 48 minutes of great basketball, which doesn't exist. Play every game like it's your last. Yeah, that sounds great, but you know that's not true. It's a bumper sticker. You know something that you can actually say that actually is true? Every game does mean something. Every game in the Western Conference, when you look at 3 through 13, does mean something. So it's not one of those cliche statements that you're saying, and there's no truth behind that statement. So every game on a night-to-night basis. So you can scoreboard watch, but you're not scoreboard watching one or two teams. You are legitimately scoreboard watching nine teams in the Western Conference. The Uh, parity, I'm here for it. I love it. um, The Warriors have now won four in a row at home against sort of average or struggling teams, and they've played superb defense in all four of them. Is that enough of a sample size in your mind as a former player and a longtime analyst to say, ah, they've solved that problem? Or do you no. need to see it over a longer period of time, and do you need to see it on the road? There you go. That's what I was going to say. I don't need to see it over a longer period of time. I need to see it on the road. Because when you look at the difference between this team on the road and this team at home, that is a testament to role players and young players play better at home. And if you eliminate Steph, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevin Looney, this is a very, very young, inexperienced basketball team. Very young. Andre Iguodala's not in the rotation. So when you look at everybody else, that's a, Jordan Poole is a young basketball player. I'm talking about as far as experience is concerned. Kaminga, young. Ty Jerome, young. Uh, Lamb, young. You can go down the list. Moody, Young, you can go down the list of different guys, and this is a very, very young basketball team. And with the way that things are looking now, the Golden State Warriors are going to have to advance. They're going to have to learn to win on the road. And the thing is, what you're hoping 
if I'm a Golden State Warriors fan, that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, the usual suspects, the guys that are a part of this Golden State Warriors dynasty, will find some way to figure it out. But I tell you what, up to this point, there's a drastic difference between this Golden State Warriors team here in the Chase Center and in any other venue outside of the Chase Center. There's no doubt about that. Antonio Daniels here on 95.7 The Game. So... For the Warriors to find that defensive identity at home on the road, obviously Draymond Green needs to be right in the middle of that team picture every single time. He has had a very good defensive year while the team around him has not necessarily had a good year uh, defensively. When you look at Draymond Green, like if it's up to you to conduct a, a class on Draymond Green, what you want fans to understand about him, what what do you think are the man's primary strengths what is it about him that fascinates you as a player what about his career maybe leaves you wanting more um for me what i've always been enamored with 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 draymond green is his defensive knowledge and iq anytime you hear basketball iq what we automatically assume is we're speaking on the offensive side of the basketball draymond's understanding of his opponent his understanding of what's being run, the strengths and weaknesses of guys that he's guarding, that, that those are things that help you win championships. We had an argument on our SiriusXM show years back. Who was the most important, important Golden State Warrior? For Draymond Green, a guy that's not a double-digit scorer to be even involved in that conversation speaks to his impact. And he's one of those guys, you know, the whole triple single and all. Like, I, I, that, to me, that doesn't tell Draymond Green's story. It's a lot of guys like that. If you're going to look at stats to tell someone's story, then the eye test is irrelevant. But what the eye test tells you, even today, is they go as Draymond goes. He is the engine. Obviously, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in the history of the sport. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are the best shooting backcourt in the history of the sport. But to have a guy with the skill set that Draymond Green has to impact the game in so many areas outside of scoring the basketball, his ability to see plays before they happen. I always say point guard position is not a skill set, it's a mindset, right? Understanding time, score, situation, where the ball needs to go, how do I need to get it there, and then having the skill set to actually get it there. Those are some of the things that I feel like are left out when people are talking and discussing Draymond Green's impact. Um, looking more macro at the league and well at the, at the conference, is there a team that you think is most likely to pull out of the basically the the mess? I don't want to say the mess, but I'll just say it because I don't have a better word. Is there a team you think is most likely to pull out of that f- group from four to thirteen and distance itself oh. from everybody else, or do you think it's going to look like this at the end of the year? I think it's going to look like this at the end of the year. I really do. I don't. I think that um, you know everybody keeps expecting Sacramento to fall back. You know, um, I think Phoenix is going to make moves as far as moving up because when you have a roster that's that good and that talented, you're able to acquire Kevin Durant without getting rid of three your three best players. I think Phoenix will obviously move up in the standings, um, but I think for the most part especially as far as health is concerned, not speculating, not knowing who's going to get hurt, who's going to be healthy. I think it's going to look like this for the majority of the season. 
so if it is kind of a jumbled up mess then and it does continue to look like this you know the one attribute that the warriors have that no other team can claim is the experience of winning championships at the level that they've won it here and i'm wondering in a jumbled up world where you know the the suns sure they got durant booker ayton and chris paul but they don't have a lot of depth and it takes time. Uh, well, I mean, it takes time to put a, a, a winning formula together. You know what I mean? And it feels like the Warriors' one attribute that no other team can even pretend to have might be the thing that, that carries them into the playoffs and, and maybe deeper than a lot of people expected them to get just a couple of weeks ago. Right, but there's also, like, if you look at some of these teams, there's going to be an attribute, and obviously none of them had the attribute that you're speaking of with the Golden State Warriors. But there's an attribute with almost every team. You know, um, you look at, at Denver and the fact that they have Nikola Jokic and four or five guys that are playing their most efficient and best basketball of their careers. Right? You have a team like the Sacramento Kings who, for me, Mike Brown is the coach of the year and the culture that he is setting down there in Sacramento where they ain't dodging and ducking nobody. You know, when you start talking about health, I look at the New Orleans Pelicans, and I will put this roster against anybody's roster, whole and healthy. You know, when you look at the Phoenix Suns, I've always been a guy where I will say, give me the talent, and I'll figure the rest out. Right? Give me the talent, and I'll figure the rest out. When you have a Kevin Durant, who, as you guys know, good and well down here in Golden State, can play in any system with any player whatsoever. And I do disagree about the depth. I do disagree about the depth because when you're talking about now, we will be having a different discussion if the Phoenix Suns acquired Kevin Durant and they lost DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridge. But the fact that they have still four legitimate guys that can shoulder an offensive load means that you can stagger those guys. So now it's not like those four are going to come out the game and you're going to sub five new guys on your second unit. You're going to have a Kevin Durant. You're going to have a Booker. You're going to have a Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton or a combination of two of those guys with three other guys. Is there a point where you think, based on your conversations with with Pelicans Brass, that this team will be healthy, or will they simply have to put up with one missing guy or another guy from I now till the end of the year? I have no idea. And this is injuries we're talking about. Yeah. Like, if I was to tell you guys, is Steph Curry going to be healthy for the remainder of the season? You guys don't know. None of us do. You know, there's – think of the last time that a team won the NBA championship. And when that team won the NBA championship, we didn't look back at it and say, well, if this particular guy was healthy. I ask you guys a question. If Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson didn't get injured, do you think Toronto would have won that championship? No. Me neither. If – Chris Middleton last year was healthy for the Boston Celtics. The, I mean, for the Milwaukee Bucks, you think they would have beat the Boston Celtics? Maybe. I think they would have. Point being, injuries are a part of are a part of the game that we cannot control. It sucks when it's your best. Well, it sucks. Period. But when it's your top guy that your organization is being built around, that makes it worse and harder to actually be successful. Is Zion's personal attention to his conditioning still an issue in New Orleans? No, it wasn't. No, this is, I I can tell you this, this is the best that I've seen Zion look as a pro. And I told him that on on media day. 
if you see Zion now, as opposed to how he looked a few years back, you know, his rookie year, completely, completely different. When you talk about him actually paying attention to, to his body and the things that matter, this offseason, he took it serious because he heard all the things that some of the talking heads were saying, some of the things that the fans were saying about him. He came into this season in miraculous shape. Just think about it. He got this team on, what was it, December 29th? The team was 23-12 and 12 and sitting in second in the Western Conference. Like, what this young man is capable of, he is a generational talent, right? If this is an argument you want to have a year ago or two years ago, I'm here for it. Today, not at all. He is 100% taking his conditioning habits Thank you for clearing that up. Antonio Daniels, now I wouldn't bring this up if you hadn't already joked about it yourself on Twitter. Today, the Bleacher Report reminded everyone that is the 17-year anniversary of one of the plays that will be shown to describe Allen Iverson's mastery. Uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's in the all-time Allen Iverson highlight reel where, unfortunately... Your ankles get broke twice. It's not, um, it's not really. It's not really. Unfortunately, that's <laughs> not. That's not how I've ever looked at it. Unfortunately, would be not living my dream. That would be unfortunately. Unfortunately, would be not being able to say I had a 13-year blessed career in the league. You had an incredibly blessed life. There is no right. doubt. There is no doubt. This part. This what we're talking about now. This is part of the course. Absolutely. This is part of the course. When you play against the best. In the world on a night to night basis, you know what's going to happen? You're going to get embarrassed. You are 100% going to get embarrassed. And you know what? Ha- if you haven't got embarrassed, you know what that means? You, you weren't trying. I've always said. Yeah, no, you didn't play long enough. Well, that, and you know, I've always said that instead of talking about the guy who gets put on a poster in the dunk, the guys who should go on the poster are the four other guys who didn't get back and even bother playing any defense. Like anyone who gets dunked on, it's because you're at the rim trying to do your job. Right. For the kids who are listening right now, Antonio, who do not understand the mastery of Allen Iverson, would you just give us 30 seconds on what it was like to try and stay in front of him? I-, I can't because it won't do him justice. I feel like there are three guys that played in this league, television and Social media would never give justice to. Shaquille O'Neal, his dominance, his size, how big and how strong he was. LeBron James, six foot nine, 260, 270, to play against someone with that skill set at that size, and I would not agree. I can't even put into words how fast that man was with the basketball. He was faster with the ball than most guys are without it. To try and keep that man in front of you was impossible. It was impossible. But you know what you did? You tried, but you also understood with trying that there's a chance that 17 years later you can be on an interview in, in San Francisco and someone bringing up the fact that you got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a very good life that you get to live, man. No doubt about it. You're great as a broadcaster. We love talking to you. Thank you very much, Antonio, for joining us today and taking us back through memory lane, man. Uh, for sure. Thank you, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.